Holman, I feel like this is going to be one of our best episodes ever. The Truck Show Podcast is on fire on this episode number 11, 11 of season two. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't a very good start, was no, it? No, it wasn't. Okay. We're going to get to all of your email. Well, no, we can't. You sent too much. Uh, we'll get to half of it and we'll save the rest for the future. Yeah. No, don't no, don't tell them that they sent too much. Uh, you keep, need to keep, send more. Yeah, or leave voicemail, 657-205-6105. You guys are mad frontier spotters. Let me just say. Okay, hold on. I want my sticker. Okay. What photo did you take? <laughs> so in Holman's rearview mirror are- Of a one, frontier. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine frontiers in your rearview mirror. That wasn't even all of them. So Where were you I, and what was this? I, why, I think, why are there a whole slew? Why are there a parade of frontiers in your rear view? I Listen, I want my sticker first because I don't think you're going to give it to me. All right, hold on. Here, I got more frontiers in this photo. How about this? All right, and here is your sticker. Oh my God, that's more more frontiers in your phone. That's right. Okay, what what uh, what's the event? Where were you, and why right. was I not part of it? Uh, because this was uh, part of my other job for Use for Adventure. Uh, Nissan hired me. Uh, they were my very first client, by the way. Congratulations! Thank you. And uh, I uh, led a group of media across the Mojave Road. So back in March of 1983, Nissan took their brand new 83 and a half uh, Nissan trucks. The first ones that were built in America out of the Smyrna uh, factory met with Dennis Casebeer over at the MDHCA, and they traversed the Mojave Road and did a book, a hardbound book. So when we were cleaning out some storage spaces about a year ago out at Goff's, we come across this book, and it's called Nissan's on the Mojave Road. And I open it up, and it's this whole adventure that they had. So I immediately called up Nissan, and I said, guys... You have to do a retrace of this next year, March of 2023, is your 40th anniversary of this trip. And Nissan's like, how many books are there? We want to buy all of them. We're going to make this happen. So how many this, were there? Uh, maybe like 100 or something like that, or okay. 75, something like that. There's a box, a pretty good box of them, just dusty in a corner. I kind of planted the seeds, said, you guys got to do this. I was working at, obviously, my previous job at the time, so I wasn't involved at all. After they found out that I <clears throat> you're left, free, you're a free agent. They said uh, we want to hire you and have you be the historian on the trip and and lead it. And we're going to do half automotive journalist and half uh, lifestyle. And everybody on the trip got one of those books. And so they basically got to preload or or see ahead of time preview and see ahead of time uh, what happened in 1983. And by the way, during the wettest March, just like 83 was an El Nino year where we got slammed with weather. That's what's happening right now. A muddy disaster uh, out there, and we were in and out of desert washes and chasing rain. It's got some epic photos out there, but um, on the way home, I decided to see how far I could take dirt on the way home, and I got um, two miles. What do you mean, take dirt? What, what, what do you mean? I wanted to take dirt roads home. Like oh, how take far? dirt roads. Back, okay. back down to Barstow. I thought you were talking about like when the local Southern Californians go up to the mountains, and it snows on their, on their car or truck. And they leave it on the, the top of the car truck, and they take it all the way down the hill, see if they can get to the beach with snow on their truck. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've done it. You've okay. done it. I, I haven't done it. What? No, no I've never everybody, done that. Everybody does that. Well, everybody's except like- Except for me. Except for you. All right. I thought it was silly. Well, I was going to try and uh, send this picture here. I went down, and you could tell that the wash was now dry, it, it, a wash uh, along the 15th freeway. And I got all excited about it because I'm like, all right, cool. I can start taking this home. Well, it didn't really, it didn't really work out. All right, so I'm going to uh, send this photo up on the TV for you. Oh my lord, that is—that's not just mud. That is—that's cement. It's basically like quicksand. Yeah, 
So I started driving and I had nowhere to go and I, and the whole trail was washed out in the middle of this massive wash that was probably half a mile wide at one point. So wait a minute, this is just you. This it's is just all, me. All, yeah, so everybody's gone. Nissan is gone. Not one flat tire. Okay. Not one issue with any of the trucks. Nothing, nothing, nothing. No problems at all. So I'm like, truck did great. They were all Pro 4Xs. Amazing trip. And by the way, it just reminded me how much I love this truck. Like I, at the end of this trip, I'm like, I would literally buy this as my runabout around town or for light wheeling. It's so much fun. It, it drives great. Did so good off road. And I'm like, so I don't have any concerns. I've got some Max Track boards in the back. At the very bottom of the photo, I see a Max Track. There it is. Oh my lord! The Max that, Track. That's is after buried, I drove over it, and buried. it got pushed down about um, ten inches down in the mud, and then all the stiction took every bit of my body to yank it out of the mud. So if you look at that fo- that other photo, right, how, how many feet would you say that is to where the Frontier has backed out of the mud? Uh, 30? Took me an hour. Oh, my God. Me by myself, and I didn't bring my full-size boards. I just brought my minis because they stash easier. All four corners, five feet. Pick them up, all four corners, five feet. And it took me an hour to do that by myself. So Max Track self-recovery boards, when you're in the mud and you don't have anything to winch off of, are freaking miracles. I got out of that, and I ended up backing out and driving out of there. And So you backed um, all the way to the horizon out there, to the no, canyon. No, where, where the frontiers in that photo, I was on more solid ground, and I was able to kind of just go a little bit north towards that more solid. How much worse would it have been if you continued another 10, 15 feet? Oh, I would have had it sunk probably in uh, up to the tops of the tires in quicksand. Yeah, there was. It looked like a good surface, and it was once you got into it, you just went. Oh and I was covered God. up to my knees in mud. The whole inside of the truck's covered in mud. Walking around, it grew like big mud chunks on my shoes. My shoes weighed like eight pounds each, <laughs> and like I went from a size ten to like a size forty nine. Uh-huh. And I'm just walking around like clown shoes, trying not to walk out of my shoes. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. Anyway, the truck did awesome and uh, did a lot of frontier spotting. That's a, by the way, that's a have you do you, have you posted that photo? Because that's a really cool photo. I don't think I've posted that. You photo. should post that. Shout out to uh, our friends over at Nissan. Thanks for uh, uh, putting together a, a great adventure and trusting me uh, to help lead it. But uh, yeah, the frontier is awesome. And now the whole time I'm thinking I'm going to take all these photos and just blow up Lightning's inbox with frontier spotting. Until I opened our inbox. You didn't have to. We had 50 of you <laughs> yeah. probably send us Frontier Spotting stuff. We'll get to some of those in inbox because you guys left some funny messages for us. So we'll, we'll get to that later in the show. But, dude, Frontier Spotting is going off. Again, it's s- one of the most active campaigns we've yeah. ever done. Send, send those photos to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com and we will get you out a slap sticker. Uh, Lightning had a bunch of round slap stickers put together. Send us out. We'll get those stickers out to you and you guys can proudly support the show. As if that's not good enough, on this episode, we're going to be checking in with Ken Hovey. You may have seen him on Shark Tank. He's one of the co-founders of Flated, and they make those inflatable, well, not those, you've probably never seen them before, inflatable bed toppers. Yeah, so we had originally found out about them at the end of last year through a mutual friend, and it wasn't until I saw them at SEMA where I actually was like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. And I didn't really understand it when it was explained to me. When you see it in person, when it Ken talks lame. about it, when, if you just say inflatable bed toppers, like yeah. a snug top or a super shell, yeah, you or think like of that, a balloon on the back, and you're of like, that no, sounds no, no. ridiculous. That's not this. This is super durable, really, really well engineered stuff. I'm sure some of you saw them on Shark Tank uh, just a couple episodes ago. Really, just awesome. So we're gonna have Ken on to to talk about his experience on Shark Tank. Although this is gonna be interesting because I think he's in Missoula, in an airport. Is that the, yeah? He just texted me. He says he's uh, uh, 
waiting to get on a plane, so hopefully we have enough time. But we'll, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. So anyway, uh, Flated. And then also uh, we're going to talk to our friend Emmy Hall, who freaking won the mid-400 interclass. She, well, party of one, right? Interclass? Uh, Something like that? Well, she's so she classy, finished. there's nobody there. She no. flinted. No, I think she, she had four, four of them in the class. Oh, okay. A legitimate podium win. Yeah. In Buddy, her Miata. We'll check in with her on that. But first, uh, we got to thank Nissan for uh, supporting the podcast. Nissan is the Truck Show's presenting sponsor. If you're looking for a Frontier, head on down to your local Nissan dealership. Or you can head on over to NissanUSA.com. You can build and price the Frontier. For that truck sitting in the driveway, less than 45000 fully loaded. That's insane. Considering what the midsize market is, it just was so much fun. It's just, it's solid. And when we had, remember how quiet our Platinum Reserve XD Titan was? The one that we did the podcast in? This is quiet as that truck or quieter. What? It's at 80 miles an hour. It's so freaking quiet. It's unbelievable how, how serene that- Do you attribute that-, that to the sound deadening on the, on the interior panels? Yeah. Or ne- is it the tire combo no, ne- or what is it? All of it. I mean, Nissan really wanted to make this truck you know quiet because I think manufacturers are learning that you know the sound level inside is perceived quality. If the quieter you can make it, the better people feel about the quality of the vehicle. And you slam the doors on these. It's a really nice thud, super serene on the inside. How many miles on this Frontier when you got it? Uh, might have been 5,000. Okay. Any like creaks, rattles? None. The whole week, I mean, we went over every terrain. We did 200 miles off-road. And the Pro 4X has Bill Steins and rear locker and, you know, skid full skid plating, which we used. But that's what it's there for. It was, and 310 horsepower from the 3.8 liter. Also, uh, with the nine-speed, crawls really nice, too, because it's got a really low first gear. So just a, a great all-around truck. I hadn't been in a Frontier since they came out, so it's probably been maybe a year and a half or something like that. And I, I've been spending a lot of time in this truck, and I'm like, yeah. I, this It's funny because you'll think, oh, I, I really like it. And then you forget about it, and you're like, oh, I think I really liked it. And then you get back and you go, oh, yeah, oh, I, I really, really liked it. it. Yeah. Now, flipping the script up a little bit, if you're driving a Ram, specifically a 2007 to 2022 Ram with a 6.7 liter Cummins diesel, and if you're on any of the forums or the Facebook groups, maybe everything 6.7 Cummins, you know about the grid heater bolt failure issue. Engines are succumbing to this problem every single day. If I posted about it as much as it's actually happening, I would be accused of fear-mongering. But it's legitimately now a problem. If you want peace of mind that this won't happen to you, the best insurance is the bank's Monster Ram. It ships with a high-flow billet grid heater delete plate. Your stock grid heater goes bye-bye. You don't have to worry about the bolt failure anymore. That bolt will not fall into your manifold and roll down into cylinder six and kill your engine. Not only do you gain throttle response that you can feel by going to the bank's Monster Ram, but it also is the best insurance you can buy to make sure that you do not succumb to grid heater bolt failure. Go to bankspower.com, type in your year making model to get your 50 state legal bank's Monster Ram. All right. And if you've got a business and you're looking for help with search engine optimization or social, you want to head over to fullmoondigital.com. Talk to Derek and the team over there. They've been helping out the Truck Show podcast, and they can help your company out too to get your message out to a new, wider audience. That's fullmoondigital.com. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the 
Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. I could really hear you on that one. We just pop right through. I did it really quiet. Did you? Yeah, that was the quietest I've done I, in a long time. I, I turned your way down, but you just, well, I don't know, you just cut right through. Well, that's just me. I, I know how to make a... <laughs> Uh, impression, an yeah, entrance, a scene. Did. I don't know, something like that. All right, it is Lightning at Home, the Truck Show podcast, and we are going to be calling an airport. No, 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 <laughs> we're going to be exactly. calling a man in an oh, airport, that and that's our man Ken Hovey from Flated. And uh, what do we do if he doesn't pick up? This is going to no, be no, a no. We, we've been texting back and forth. He's like so excited about. It. He's like, guys, I don't know anything about your podcast. I've never heard it before. It probably sucks. And then he's like, hey, I listened to three of them, and they're actually pretty good. I want to be on the show now. So uh, I, I think we got him you know, properly pumped up. We got the uh, the fanfare and the pom-poms and all that. And he's We don't he's have pom-poms. Re- oh, all right. No. Well, I just told him we were ready, so let's okay. call him. All right. I'll dial. Hello. Hello. Is this uh, Ken Hovey, Lightning at Home and Truck Show Podcast? <laughs> it is. It is. Good to hear from you guys. Absolutely. We're excited to speak with you. Yeah, we got to uh, play a jingle for you, so h- hang on just one second. Don't move. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. You got to be on Shark Tank. Yeah, check that out. It depends on who you ask. Well, so we're curious about that, but here's here's the deal: is I've been kind of tracking you guys down since the end of last year, and our uh, our mutual friend Rory Connell's like, "Hey, you got to check out these guys flated. They make inflatable camper shells." And I went, "Well, that's a dumb idea." And he goes, <laughs> oh, well, "No, it no, it's, it's more than that. It's you, you, it, you got to understand it." And then I saw you guys at SEMA and finally got to touch the product. I went. This is freaking brilliant. It's a camper shell that you can <laughs> fold you. when you don't use it. And and until that's people right. think you, you have a balloon on the back of your bed that's going to blow away, no. You have experience in kayaking, and it's if you go in the white water you know, rafting, it's similar to the material that you would make a raft out of, except you guys have it shaped and it's inflatable as a camper shell, as a topper, as a deck platform in the back of your bed. And I'm thinking... This is super durable. It's super lightweight. When I don't need it, it folds up into a bag or a backpack. The, you guys are brilliant. I'm they, so sorry for they, doubting you. They even have a chalet for your dog. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I should explain to your awesome listeners that are so loyal to you that I am about to board a plane from Missoula back to Colorado. Like, they're calling my gate. So I'm excited to talk with you. I'm sorry on the timing on this call. No, that's so. Uh, we really appreciate you carving out what little time you do have. I mean, you're now a superstar, having been on Shark Tank and taken <laughs> and, and, and a deal. Damon's money. You got Damon's money, which is amazing. All right, well, let, let's yeah, it, it was. Let's go through it Shark was. Tank really quick because I thought I was excited to see you guys on it, and I was like, all right, I know these guys, I know this company. This is awesome because they don't do a lot of stuff in the automotive space, and other than Robert, none of them are really automotive people. And I was surprised that they went at you guys hard in the beginning for an overvaluation. And then there was sure. a few things. I mean, March, you know, Mark called it a touch to trust product. Okay, I, I, I get. It. I was kind of in that boat, so I get that. Where, where that means consumers mm-hmm. have to see, they it, have to feel see it, touch it, yeah, to understand it. it. Yeah, but you guys did a great job yeah. of showing how it's how, the structure within 
uh, the envelope to keep it rigid. Tell that baby to shut up over there, all right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every, everybody on this podcast is going on a flight with me. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Until I order that first cocktail. <laughs> so, so long story short, you guys got down to it. It looked like they were all going to say no. Damon comes in at the end with a royalty deal. And says, listen, you guys mm-hmm. can absorb it. You get, what, 8% until a certain amount was paid back, and then 5% from there. What was that like at the very end, Last Shark kind of jumping and going, all right, I'm going to give you guys a, uh, a flyer on this? Well, it, I mean, it was an interesting moment because I've worked in television in the past. So for me, myself personally, I went into it thinking, you know, this is a great opportunity to spread the word of our brand. But also, I'm not worried about the cameras around. I just want to talk to five people that are incredibly talented and understand investing and, and believing in products. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys deal with it. There's so many people that are online haters that try to write negative things. I'm like, what if five people think about us that are, you know, into investing in the companies about something they've never probably heard of and what do they think? So it was cool to go through. And it's interesting that you mentioned Robert because he's an avid outdoorsman. I really appreciated the moment during the program when Mr. Wonderful said, oh, I have an F-150, which is like yeah. the number one selling vehicle. I was like, oh, I'm not surprised. I have an F-150, so I get it. You know, and he came at us. Um, and to go through the entire thing and, you know, obviously when you go on the program, you think of who's going to be interested. And, and, you know, Damon was definitely someone we thought of. He understands fabric. You know, he makes clothing lines and he makes brands. And really with our product, what it is, it is, it is a material. It is something that you can cut out a pattern and to put together and to construct. So it was really awesome to see that he was interested and we were just so fired up just to, you know, have the opportunity not only to present our brand to the world, but also to put it in front of sharks who are very good at what they do. Did it surprise you though, Ken, that Damon, who is, uh, you know, again, famous for apparel lines and such, going after uh, being interested in a company in a genre that he knows we think very little about. Yeah, well, I think you'd actually, you know, if you dive deeper into Damon about who he is, I mean, he owns a farm slash ranch in New York. Um, he is definitely an outdoorsman. And yeah, to, to have him, I almost feel like he waited it out a little bit uh, I think and so watched what everybody else had to say and like, okay, I'm going to come in there. And, you know, we, we figured we would get an opportunity to have an offer. Um, but to have him really listen to everything that we had to say. And on the show, you know, you're edited down to likely what's, I don't know, I haven't gone back and watched it and timed it, but 10 minutes, let's say, out of their program, you're there for maybe a half an hour, 40 minutes, really talking with them, and they edit out certain things. So it was interesting to get kind of get to know him and have more of a conversation that wasn't seen on the program on how much of an outdoorsman he is and how much he really understood it. I, I think the turning point for me, everybody kind of in the beginning was sort of like, okay, we sort of get it. You guys explain the technology. They're like, okay, so, you know, people with trucks, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when I think it was Mr. Wonderful, I can't remember, talked about the price differentiation between a standard long bed, you know, cap, for example, which goes to around $4,000 and your inflatable product, which 
arguably is way more user-friendly and way more flexible for around $2,000, I think that's when the Sharks kind of got interested because they realized, oh my gosh, not only is there margin in the product that you guys are making, but you're 50% of the standard product that people buy out there, and that's a, a hell of a sales proposition. Yeah, no, that's right. And that was an interesting part of it for us, you know, to have their feedback. Because again, when you go into the program, you don't know if they've heard of you or not. And to have them bring that back to us and to mention that, and it was Kevin that said that, you know, how much does a traditional shell cost you? And, you know, we kind of gave them a conservative number on what they are. I mean, let's face it, truck toppers can go from a couple thousand dollars to a lot of money, especially if you want a color match and you want a specific model and also the fact that they're back ordered for most of the time. So people can't even get them. So it was awesome that they got it. I have to throw this into listeners of your show. Uh, when they were watching us do the actual program, there were so many moments for like the first, I don't know, five to 10 minutes that we had to make them understand exactly what we were representing and presenting because we didn't have the ability to actually pull a truck into the studio. We actually had to construct kind of out of uh, plywood and whatnot and put a banner on it, what looked like a truck there or what looked like a car to put the air carrier on. So um, had we had the ability, I think, to pull a truck into their facility and to set it up in its, what I would say, natural environment um, would have been a little bit different. Yeah, and I think when you see it on a truck, if you go to uh, getflated.com, that's get, F-L-A-T-E-D, flated.com, the first image that comes up is a you know Chevy full-size 2500 HD, and you've got the camper shell on the back, and you've got the air carrier on the roof, and I think it does a really good job of illustrating kind of the size, what it looks like on a vehicle. I think they're super cool looking, and you get a sense for the way the product integrates into the vehicle, I guess. And you've got a lot of photos of like crossover vehicles or lightweight vehicles that have the smaller, uh, you know, air cargo carrier on it. And to me, it's like those vehicles that have a dynamic roof load limit. It's so much smarter to have the inflatable product up there because you have more capacity for payload and, and, and things to store inside, which I think is crazy smart. Oh, you're bearing one of the leads here that Dan Watts, the, one of the, the, the co-founder, <laughs> there's a photo of him standing on top of it. Uh, Dan, by the way, does all of our, um, not only our engineering for the products themselves, but also for our website and everything. And the thing to share with people is that we're not a huge corporation at this moment. I mean, there's four of us. There's myself who I have dubbed myself the chief marketing officer, the CMO, uh, Ryan Gay, who uh, that's where I'm leaving from right now is Missoula, Montana. He's our CEO, Dan Watts, who does all of our designing. And then Monique Kiefer, who truly on that program, Shark Tank, nobody really got a real true grasp on how much she made that happen. She is unbelievable. Uh, she's not only our chief marketing officer, she's in charge of doing all of our shipping and receiving and this and that. Um, she is like the, the detailed oriented general of minutia that keeps us going. And when we went in there, which I should talk about on what we evaluated our company at or evaluated our company at. I, I don't want to go into too much details because I don't want to void the trust of Shark Tank, but we didn't actually like file to be on the show. Like, hey, we want to come on your show. Uh, their producers, a couple of them that put the show together, 
read about us in a magazine. I think it was Men's Journal or one of those. Saw a little story and then reached out to Ryan, wrote him and said, hey, we read about you. Would you be interested in being on Shark Tank? And yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and uh, I love that. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm looking, around, I'm looking around at everybody here at the airport looking at me like, oh, you're the guy on Shark Tank. As <laughs> you speak loudly. <laughs> um, Now's your chance. But, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Take you. advantage of that. And uh, so, so they wrote to us, and of course, we had thought about this down the road to go to them potentially and be on that program. But when the opportunity came to us, we decided, yeah, this is a great chance, and we we took that and went on there. So, like, part of the evaluation when they went, wow, you know, like Mr. Wonderful said, I, you know, I see you as a million dollar company, whereas we yeah. evaluated ourselves, yeah, and that was part of it. You know, we aim for the stars because we know the potential of this brand. We know where it's going to go. And it wasn't like we, I'd hate to say, filed with them, you know, or, or came to them with the idea and said, hey, we're worth this much. They came to us. We talked to them and said, you know, this is what we feel we're worth. And we knew going into it, we'd probably get torn up on the evaluation. And that's where Monique, oh, my goodness, she is amazing. Uh, she came through for us. So let's talk about the product for a second. I have a feeling that those listening are going, okay, so I, I'm not fully understanding how this topper or any of these pieces can be as strong and rigid as okay. they are built so, out of material. So real quick, to that point, <laughs> on Shark Tank, they had this cutaway of the material, and they use a technology called a drop stitch. And what it does That's is right. it creates little fibrous, I guess, structures between the two walls and... It's so hard to explain in audio, and it was brilliant because when they showed that on Shark Tank, you're going, oh, I get it. So it's not just a, a let's say instead of a, a ball that's inflated, it think of it, if you were to cut the ball in, in half and it just had the walls, it would fall apart. These have like little lines that Are they go like from little small. polygons inside? No, you know, it's sometimes like strings. Correct, like strands. Correct. Strings, okay. It is, it is. I, you know, I hate to use the term dental floss, but I mean, we all know how strong dental floss is, right? Like you can pull on it like crazy and you can't pull it apart. Name one person that's ever pulled a piece of dental floss apart. And I'm not saying that's what drop stitch is, but drop stitch has been around for decades, several decades. And what it is, is it comes in different sizes. There's two inch, four inch. Um, there's also, I believe we've not utilized it yet, but up to eight inch drop stitch. And if you can imagine two panels that are connected by dental floss or fibers, right? I hate to use that terminology, but when there's no air in it, both the panels meet each other. So it's super narrow. It's very, very small. And anyone that is familiar with stand-up paddle boarding or more specifically inflatable stand-up paddle boards, it's a big, thick, wide, rigid board when it's inflated, but when it's deflated, it compresses together and it rolls up into a bag. So that is essentially what the technology is. And I mean, I'm just speculating. I haven't actually looked into the stats on it, but if you can imagine in an area that's like five inches by five inches, there's hundreds of those fibers that are connecting the bottom panel to the top panel. And what happens is, let's say a balloon, as an example, when you inflate it, it goes round because there's nothing connecting one sidewall to the other. Well, with drop stitch, you inflate it. Once those threads or fibers connect and they're connecting the top and the bottom, they go rigid. So you can actually build structures out of it. And that's exactly what we have done. 
we are the first company that's actually built rigid structures out of drop stitch. How long did it take you to develop the first prototype? And what was it? Was oh, it the man. topper? Yeah, it was the topper. Oh, man, that was, and, and forgive me, I'm actually standing up and I'm about to walk into a check-in line on okay. a flight while talking to you guys as I fly back to We're, Colorado. We are going Montana. to ring this out until you're sitting down on the airplane. <laughs> I feel like I should yell to everybody in the line that I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. I'm sure there's yep, a I'm on Shark Tank, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> Without uh, getting you in trouble for talking on the plane here, when you go to getflated.com, you get the air topper, the air carrier, the air deck, the air chalet, which is the, the doghouse, basically. They've got all kinds of accessories as well. Where are people buying these? Are they getting them through uh, getflated.com or through Amazon? Are we going to a specialty retailer, like a four-wheel parts location? Take me through that. Well, that's a great question. Primarily, people are coming to the website. It's been amazing how many people actually go, I would say to anyone out there starting a business or doing a business, use Instagram. It's amazing uh, how many people you can reach through that. So we have our Instagram account that is you know, directly linked to our website and our Facebook and whatnot, which we'll get to. Uh, for us personally, it's primarily through our website. We do have REI as a retailer. We also have uh, Amazon, who is now on board, which, by the way, both of my sons, I have a 15 and 17-year-old son, and if you go to our Instagram account, the number one video that we have is of my 17-year-old son, Hunter. He had just gotten a used Tacoma, which was like his dream truck. It showed up, so I ordered him off of our website one of our products, the air, or excuse me, the, uh, the air topper and specific for his vehicle. And I just shot a video of him opening him up, putting it on the ground, inflating it, putting on. As of right now, it's had just under 9 million views. Oh my gosh, which, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Go to our site, which um, as I'm leaving Montana last night, I sent him uh, a little photo. Uh, I went, uh, one of my biggest, um, I- I'm a fanboy of Whistling Diesel. I think that guy's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's sure. hilarious. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and not that I ever want to... Uh, exile squatted truck guys from having one of our toppers. And you should. Thank you for the bell ring. I love how he just like goes, Hey, yeah, I bought this truck. It's squatted. I'm going to destroy it. Um, but I, I went on and as of last night, I looked at it and he had a video that he just bought a Ferrari and it has like seven and a half million views. And you know, when you have a teenage son, you're always trying to like, you know, boost him up and be like, Hey, check this out. And my son was like, Oh dad, I don't want to shoot this video. And I was like, Oh, let's just do this. We did it in my driveway. And that thing's had almost nine million. So, so, so did you slide into like, a whistling diesel uh, DMs and go, Hey bro, got 9 million. <laughs> Dude, I, I actually thought about that and doing that with him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to be that guy. that's like, Hey man, like I'm a fanboy of you, but you know, if I could throw that out there to whistling diesel, Huge props. I love your tank. I love how you destroy things. I love how you just absolutely annihilate squatted trucks, uh, especially ones that are purple with big stickers in the back. And, uh, yeah, I thought, and, and actually I would like to reach out to him. It'd be super fun. I like to run things over and those are our videos. I mean, who does the most popular. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want him to take his tank and run our stuff over. I awesome. can't imagine that he wouldn't take your money for, for, to destroy something. I don't know, though. But C- Cody is an interesting character. Like, it doesn't seem like he could be bought, but I'd be, it'd be interesting to see. 
You know, it, well, it just, no, no, no. I don't even want to buy him. Like, I just, I think he's an asset to the truck community. I mean, that guy, he, he does what all of us are thinking about doing. You're like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And love him or hate him. He's just like, hey, man, here's who I am. And the thing I really appreciate about that guy is I've gotten more into his stuff over the past, like, couple months just watching because of my sons. Um, I watched one of his podcasts where he said, Hey, I was like practically homeless and they were going to shut my electric off two years ago. And I went and I did this. Now he owns the electric now company. here I am. So <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he's so, turned I mean, out to be a great entrepreneur. He's awesome. Yeah. He's he, done it. he is. He, he's legit for sure. So Ken, hey, and I, I am, I am walking on the plane, so I might talk a little lower. So no, no worries. So this business started in what, 2020, which would put it right in the throes of COVID. What was the genesis for it? And how did you four get together? How did you know each other and know this was the right team to come up with this completely revolutionary idea in truck storage? Well, the four of us were part of a brand for years, uh, designing paddle boards. So I had not only the designer, but also someone that was in charge of our shipping and receiving and ran the company. And this was before COVID that I actually had the initial idea. And we all of a sudden, you know, found ourselves unemployed, like a lot of people. And I called our CEO, Ryan, one day and I said, man, you know, I realized yesterday, and, and a lot of people don't realize that the initial idea came because I'm a fly fisherman, and I had a fly box come off my truck and break, and I thought, oh, we could make this out of drop stitch. So I called Ryan, and I was like, man, have you ever thought of making anything else out of drop stitch? And we hadn't. And then he calls me the next day. He's like, what if we made truck accessories? So I was like, how about a topper? And that's where it started, you know, from an idea amongst friends. All of us had been let go from our jobs. And what's it like to be around to incredibly intelligent brand? people and creative people like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you, you guys know how it is. You guys are really talented yourselves. I, and, you I, know, it's just, I don't know about uh, that. We, we have I the chiefs. Oh, no. We're co-chief suckage officers over as, here. As he's, as he's telling that story, <laughs> can you just hear, like, the, the idea come across and the angels... He's I like, can. I got it. I can. I got the idea. Absolutely. This is the moneymaker right here. <laughs> and in a couple sorry, of years. Sorry, what's that? Check your carry-on. Carry-on. Sorry, Keller from United just asked me if I was carrying on or checking. I didn't <laughs> check it. anything. I'm tell, carrying tell on. Tell Keller we said but hi. No, <laughs> I, I will. He's walked away from me now. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it, it, was a, it was a great moment. And, you know, that's the one thing I would say beyond what we've done. You know, we're just a, a portion of – truck campers you know there's aluminum there's fiberglass there's soft top who by the way we think are awesome all of them if you're someone that wants to put a topper on the back of your truck we're huge fans of that but we're just like another you know variation of it we're just you know a different variety of it and from this we've learned so much from like entrepreneurship if i say that correctly and to actually start our own brand. We've worked for brands for many years. I'm still an ambassador. I work with Yeti Coolers. I was their very first outdoor ambassador, which I still am at 52 years old. Super proud. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I'm big. very proud of that. We yeah, have a big. Yeti cup holder in our studio. It's, uh, it, uh, it's a koozie or a, a tumbler, and it holds all of our pens and our, uh, and our scissors. All right. Well, I will tell you this. After this, you will send me your address, and I will send you – Proper Yeti gear. Oh, because <laughs> they're awesome. Oh, awesome. oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Right. No, I We're mean in. that Thank wholeheartedly. You. Hey, and, and and you'll hold and you'll hold me accountable about that to your listeners, in that it's going to show up. They they are the best brand to work with, 
And honestly, they've been someone that has inspired me. They, as big as they are, they have the best customer service. They have the best products. And if something goes wrong, they straighten it out. And for me as an ambassador, whenever, you know, like I need something for someone, um, as an example, I had a friend that's a firefighter in Florida and I wanted to send him a cooler and buy it. And they're like, no, no, don't worry about it. All of a sudden, like three coolers that he needed showed up so that they could go down and do some hurricane battling. Oh, that's so, awesome. Great brand. And, and, and that's someone that I've tried to emulate with my business now. Here, Wait. I'm about to check it. Well, you have to say hi to the podcast. Say hi. Hi. There you hi. go. And your name is? <laughs> you won't tell me. Doesn't matter. I'm scanning my ticket. Okay. There as, we are. As you Thank scan you your so ticket, much. Ken, tell us about the uh, the wind resistance and or the insulation on, on these toppers. Honestly, when you're camping out in the cold, it's cold. You know, I use a heater in the bed of the truck. There is a touch of insulation over the top of being part of, you know, having just material there or fiberglass. But overall, you know, it's up to you. I, I mean, I use proper sleeping arrangements or bedding i like to use like a 50 degree below zero i'm walking back beyond the line because everyone's looking at me like okay right. i feel bad now we're just not <laughs> like literally i'm the crazy guy <laughs> okay Love it. Um, now he's in no, line think, he, the air what do you call that the airway no the, the, the jet bridge the jet yeah, bridge yeah. Yes. i'm in the tunnel i'm yes. i'm literally in the jet bridge i'm turning Okay. Backwards, and uh, here comes the guy that checked me in. All right, Ken. Um, <laughs> when you get on the plane, I have a hashtag, and you can check it out on on Instagram. It exists. It's hashtag Pat the Plane. And every time I get on a plane, I pat the side of it and take a picture of it, and I hashtag Pat the Plane on Instagram. You could join Pat the Plane Nation if you do the same thing right now. I'm about to do it. I'm I'm going online. I love it. Hold yeah. on. Pat I, the plane. I, I and, and, no, it's your right hand. Yeah, right hand. Your right hand on, on the, the on the outside of the plane next to the door. Okay, I'm going to do it right now as I climb onto the plane. I'm about go. to walk <laughs> hashtag, the plane itself. Hashtag Pat the Plane. <laughs> pat the plane. And, and here's the thing, 100% success rate in, uh, in safety. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. I'm looking at it right now. I'm going through, you know, everybody that when they get on the plane off of this little bridge, they look at the gear shift or the, uh, I don't know, it's like an arcade joint. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's to make the bridge go up and down yeah. and left and right and in and yeah. out. Yeah, everybody wants to play with it, but, you know, you never do. But that's where I'm at. And I can actually see the United, if I can mention that, uh, Wi-Fi and direct TV sticker on the side of the plane. I'm going to take the a one. picture of that. Yeah. I'm going to send it to you, and I'll send it. So, All awesome. right, listen. Thanks, we're, we're, our ta- the clock is ticking right here. So <laughs> getflated.com. You can see their entire story, the company history, and all of the products that you're going to want to investigate. If you don't currently have a topper or um, – if you're looking for uh, a the platform, air, the air deck, air right? carrier, you're looking for a place to put your dog, right? Their chalet is yes, amazing. And I have, or, or your co-host. Hey, boys, <laughs> you're with me right now. I'm taking the picture right now. Yes. This woman in front of me thinks I'm nuts. Here we go. Playing on. It's taken. I love it. Boom. Watch, watch this. Wait, it. wait. I'll ask her. Hey, don't forgive me for thinking I'm crazy. I'm on a podcast right now with these <laughs> enormous guys that are absolutely awesome. Where am I? Getting on a plane. There you go. <laughs> there's, there's the proof, right? Probably. All right. Hey, how are you? Thank you. All right. Oh, thank you. This is going to get weird. A sanitizing wipe. <laughs> this is going to get weird. All right. So listen, Ken Hovey, we appreciate you so much for uh, yeah. at literally. His last few minutes before you before they yelled at him, to turn it off and shut the door. Okay, <laughs> uh, on Instagram at uh, Getflated, they're on YouTube at Getflated. Guess what? TikTok 
at uh, yeah. Getflated, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Pinterest, well, at Getflated. I'll just say this. As, as I'm walking through, getting on the plane right now, looking at a bunch of people going to Colorado that are wondering who I'm talking to, uh, I'll just throw this out to your listeners. Just go check out our Instagram, our Facebook, and see what we're about. We know that Love there it. are tons of topper options out there. Uh, we're just one of them, and we're doing our best. We're a small brand, and we offer the ability for people that don't have room to have a topper in their yard, which we call yard art, and people that are, you know, don't have four friends to come over and pick up a topper to take it on, take it off, or if you have, you know, like with me, I have sons that are dirt bikers, so sometimes we need a topper, sometimes we don't. We're just giving people another option, and that's really what it's about. All right, Ken, two things before we let you go, because we know you got to sit down. Number one, uh, if you go to Get Flated right now and buy well, any of their products, Shark Tank is the free shipping code. That's number one. That's and right. number two, hugely important, we, we love you, Ken. We want to have you come back on the show when you've got a little bit more time, but I want yeah, to make sure everybody in the plane knows who you are, and you should just say out loud right now, yeah, that's right. I was the guy on Shark Tank two episodes ago. Go ahead and say it for us and do, do, do it for actually, you. Do you actually want me to do that? Yeah, do you it. Really yeah. want me to do that? Yeah, do it. All right, I'm going to do it. I feel like I should be Guys, I'm on a podcast right now with these incredibly important people, and I'm, he, they're asking me to tell you that I was just on Shark Tank on Friday. Yeah! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. There you go. Yes. Oh, Ken Hovey, our new friend. Dude, I've made friends and enemies here right now. Thank you guys for having me on. I love it. Everyone thinks. Everyone thinks. Everyone thinks I'm buying drinks for everyone. Oh, right I love it. Well, uh, sorry, right. sorry about that, but uh, thanks for making the time. Let's let's get you back on the show when you guys, uh, you know, get have something new. Let us know, and I'm gonna keep up with you. Thank you so much. You've been uh, awesome. I really wow. appreciate your time. Thank All right. you. Thank have you. a safe and flight. Also, if you guys need anything, let us know. Awesome. Well. Congratulations on uh, the Shark Tank deal. All right, thanks, fellas. Thanks, Ken. All right, Ken, see you, man. Bye. Bye. All right, my frontier truck driving foo, it's news time. What's What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Didn't know you were going to do it. Nope. You never do. It's me going, ah, and you yeah. doing some cowboy thing. That was cool. <sighs> what? Why Why Fine. does that bother you? No, I like that. Just wish try it I all the time. Known. Why? Because yeah, you wanted to do a cowboy thing too? I just would have shut up. Listen. I would have let you do your Let's thing. Let's just oh, shoot geez. money. Nice. Let's shoot bullets in the air. Can you put your gun away? Okay. Sorry. Please. Sorry. sorry. Uncomfortable. Well, I felt like cowboy. I just, just put, shoot, put, shoot, put your firearm back in your in the air. Shoot stuff. Holman seriously just pulled out a pistol. <laughs> what the f- is wrong with you? Uh, I All did right. not. I did not mm, do that thing. Sure. Yeah. All right. Post pictures. I can't. Right. Exactly. Because it didn't happen. See it? Well, here. Where, I'll do it right now. It's laying on the seat. No. Oh, see not. Here, yeah. No. Oh, no. Come on. I couldn't get my phone out fast uh, enough. Hey, uh, lightning. Did you hear? No. 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 Nope. I didn't. Chevy Silverado apparently broke. Because one of the... Nope. Oh, no, no, wrong story. Oh, wrong story. Wrong okay. story. Uh, the frame didn't snap when the, when the halls were racing it? Not on a Silverado. Hmm. Nope. Uh, according to a report from Carfax, as many as 153,000 vehicles in the U.S. had their uh, catalytic converters stolen in 2022. 
And uh, here, where we live in Southern California, people literally roam the streets at night looking for Priuses and anything else, Honda Accords and all sorts of stuff that they can cut catalytic Well, they converter. love the hybrids because they use uh, the catalytic converter less because it's, uh, it's virtually new when they get to it. So uh, Tacomas, by the way, if you own a Tacoma, dude, get a get a cat shield or something on there. So apparently, according to GM Authority, uh, for reference, the number of insurance claims for cat replacement were only around fifty two thousand in twenty twenty one. So it's happening at a pretty uh, pretty fast clip. Have you seen the guys steal them? So oh, it's yeah. usually they go in yeah. pairs and they have two sawzalls, battery powered sawzalls. One takes the front, one takes the back, and yep. they, they clip it out at the same time it drops. It drops, and they get out of there. They get out of there, and they're gone in 30 seconds. Wasn't I've seen a, ring camera footage of wasn't it. Wasn't there I, a dude who put, jumped in his car while they were under it and then drove over the dude? Yes. And then there's another one here in Huntington Beach, where I live, where it was a Hellcat, and a cop was pulling, just on routine patrol, these dudes pulled out in front of him at a high rate of speed, get into a short pursuit, and then they crashed into a palm tree and a fence, and I think that they caught on fire. And they opened the trunk. It was full of catalytic converters. Just the cop happened to be the right place at the right time. Two o'clock in the afternoon in front of Banks Tech, our military mm-hmm. division, mm-hmm. catalytic converter stolen off of Tacoma. Yeah. One of our employees. So it says that uh, the vehicles that are specifically targeted are the Ford F-Series pickup, ranked number one overall, while the Honda Accord came in second. The Chevy Silverado was the eighth most targeted vehicle, which is actually down three spots from 2021. And uh, the Chevy Equinox is the seventh most targeted vehicle up one spot from 2021. So, listen, uh, if you got those vehicles, you probably want to, um, I don't know, be aware, park indoors, uh, put a skid plate on it, weld a picture of a phallus on the side of it so people know it's stolen. Can we do some inside baseball here? Uh, Park in a welded area, park in your garage, be aware of the area, install anti-theft device, install motion sensing security lights, have a muffler shop etch your vehicle's VIN on the cat and make it uh, resellable. Now, you have some idea thing that you're working on. Are you ready to talk about it or what? So I'm not, any. I'm not working on it anymore. No. It was shot down. No. All right. Which so I I mean I think I can talk about it, right? I mean we're I, not gonna so I guess we why we don't have, you go do it on your own? I I can't because I work at a company that makes aftermarket automotive parts. So if I were to make my own, I think I would be fired hmm. for going for competing with my own company. But you're not in this that category because it, it's not it's for- making automotive aftermarket parts. I think that. The guy who owns my company would not be thrilled with that. Okay, all right. Well, moving right so, along. So, yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that etching your VIN matters. I think that's a waste of time and effort because someone's just going to grind it off. And there's a secondary market where they're selling catalytic converters to people who have already had them stolen. So that's not going to work. And there are a few companies that have just popped up. You'll see them on uh, Instagram and Facebook that are making shields, cat shields. And some are relatively inexpensive. Uh, I, I haven't found any for the Silverado for the full-size pickups. So that was going to be my thing. I was going to build those at banks and offer them to all the full-size truck owners. Gas, that is, of course, because you have cats. And uh, that was shot down. You sound sad. I truly am. I know how excited you were. And the off-air, because I've talked about it a lot. And you yeah. guys don't know this. And it just was, how can I say this? I feel because like you're saying too are, much right now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe I Maybe you should just stop. I will. I'm stopping I, now. I think you just are so, vomiting. Isn't this where you hold up your new sign? Oh, uh, this one? Yep. 
Holman bought a stop sign, <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Holman bought a reflective stop sign with a stick. It looks like a a stir for a paint bucket connected to the bottom. This uh, crossing guard would use this, and it's, and it's for me. Well, hold on. One side says stop, and the other side this says slow. slow. Yeah. So I figured the slow side would be lightning. Pull the reins in. Get a hold of yourself. And then as soon as you start stomping the guests really hard, I'll just flip it over to stop. And then the other stuff when it comes to the sign is like when we've been talking to a guest for, I don't know, four or five hours. And I'm like, hey, so it's great. Here's your socials. And Lightning's like, well, here's eight more questions. And then we go on. Then the stop sign would come out. Listen, it's priceless to uh, be able to uh, get your attention sometimes. Can I I show you what I bought you? Yeah. Now, this was, I was going to, I was going to do this to your vehicle. I bought this Mm -hmm. thing. These things, yeah, because I was gonna put them on your vehicle, but I think it would be more appropriate. I'm gonna gift them to you, mm-hmm. and you're going to put them on your vehicle. Put them on, no, not because I don't know it's mine. Okay, all right, hold on. Let me uh-huh. show you what they are. This is gift giving time right mm-hmm. now because he got a stop sign to shut me up, mm-hmm. which will help me, help me in the long mm-hmm. run. And I'm giving him a small uh, plastic bag. They've got to be like Wiener valve stem covers or something. It's exactly what they are. <laughs> Wiener valve stem covers. Yep. That's exactly what they are. Uh-huh. Lime green. Well, should I tell you that a uh, uh, certain podcast listener who lives nearby uh, put pink ones that are these exact <laughs> things in the uh, in the Jeep? Oh, well, they give, I'll, I'll use them. So I have pink ones, then. and I was going to put the pink ones on yours, but I haven't had a time alone with your truck long enough. All right. You uh, are the Wiener King. <laughs> I don't know if that's. You are the Wiener King. No, it's Dicasso. Dicasso. That's what they call me at the club when I draw on people. Dude, I'm telling you guys, I, I he, Holman doesn't check the socials as much as I do, like uh-huh. the official at Truck Show Podcast Instagram, and you guys are on fire. You anything, guys send me everything. By anything the way, dick related just no, comes to Truck Show I don't Podcast. need to go to Truck Show Podcast because they DM me or tag me personally. Yeah. Yes, I saw the avalanche or the, the, the snow peak that had a <laughs> mile wide wiener on it. Yes, I saw that. Oh, and the brake rotors, I saw that too. Oh, and the dude at the shop, yeah, I saw that one too. But I've seen them so many times <laughs> that when I go to sleep at night, it's all I see. So thank you. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Oh, no. Nope, I didn't. Uh, apparently, uh, Trademark uh, from GM has hinted what the project, quote-unquote, Project Meteor, uh, Raptor and TRX fighter uh, might be named. And if uh, you remember, uh, TFL reported that Project Meteor was uh, a high-performance Silverado uh, comp- uh uh, uh, version, I guess, and Meteor obviously destroyed the dinosaurs, so it's again playing like TRX, Raptor, and all that, you know, Raptors and dinosaurs eating things and all that stuff, right? Uh, apparently, it could be in the ZR family, and it could be something like ZRX. Hmm. So I guess that makes sense from their naming convention. And, and the Meteor thing is pretty creative, by the way. Yeah. Because no, I hadn't put that together, yeah. the Meteor created uh, I mean, what, what do you do? Would you rather come in as the pterodactyl? Or no. like, like, what's bigger than a, TR, or than a T-Rex? Well, again, the Meteor, the meteor. killed everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's, that, that's, that's, that's funny. That's creative, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I like when car companies do funny things like that. It's, it's, it's cool. Anyway. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! Nope. So Ford had this survey, which I find completely bunk. Lightning owners haul and truck more than regular F-150 buyers. What? Okay, so eight early adopters like hook up a trailer and put stuff in their bed. Well, that's ridiculous. That doesn't, I mean, come on. The sample size is absurdly small. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I want to thank Andrew Smolich, by the way, who sent us the uh, video of the Ford Lightning owner 
with oh. the generator in yeah. the bed connected charging to the, charging it. Yeah, charging yeah. itself. So the cable was strung around the, the driver's side, side yeah. up to the front. Because remember, the charging port is up on the in front of the driver's yeah. door and uh, charging itself. I'm like, what is he's made a, like a perpetual uh. motion machine? What's happening here? Well, anyway, it, it, the survey just said uh, things like uh, F-150 lighting owners use their trucks bed more frequently than traditional internal combustion pickup truck owners, which is dumb. The survey showed that 74% of lighting owners claim to use their trucks once a month. Uh, for home projects, that compares with fifty-one percent for traditional. Like, how can the? Yeah, okay. So you got a bunch of really excited early adopters. Of course, they're going to skew numbers. I mean, that's what they. Forty-eight percent of lighting owners claim to use the truck for monthly camping, as compared to forty percent of F one fifty. I mean, come on. I just, I don't know. I I don't see it. I think it's just marketing hype to to keep uh, keep the machine greased or something like that. So anyway, you can read about that story on, on Motor Trend if you uh, want to look for the uh, the Ford survey. Do you think that PR guy was... You're a lying sack of shit. No, I don't think they're lying. I think they're just good marketers. I mean, I think just good marketers figure out how to make the spin. They're like, hey, before our numbers get diluted, let's come out with a survey that totally shows favor. Like, what were the categories that they surveyed that showed they were less than a truck. Well, we don't know, right? They probably had 100 questions, and they took the top 10 to build a narrative around it. That's yep. that's how that works. It's just marketing 101. So I guess kudos to Ford for proving nothing. <laughs> <laughs> proving nothing. All right, uh, Lightning, did you hear? No, wait. Nope. So uh, apparently... Uh, Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat owners are uh, trying to band together to uh, Oh, they're pissed. They're pissed. Yeah, I saw this. So if you guys remember the 2021 Durango SRT Hellcat, it was limited to 3,000 units and was supposed to be a one and done. And they were so overly wanted. The demand was off the charts that Dodge went back and they recalibrated the emissions, ones and zeros and whatever else they do. They're like, oh, we got a new run for 2023. And then all the 2021 people went, wait, what? Not cool. I I personally was like, right on, another year. But you don't own one, so you're not burnt Okay, but yeah, this. all right. So everybody thought 392 Jeep was good. Hold on, hold on. Everybody thought 392 Jeep was going to be a, a two or three year. The 2024 model just got uh, opened up on dealer ordering this week. 392 is in there, and it has a bunch of upgrades above mine. I'm not mad. I love the frick out of mine. No, 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 no. That's for a different reason. These guys were citing they wanted the resale value to yeah. go up. So you think that that's any different with a 392 owner? It's the same exact thing. I, I don't... Th- yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But what I do it's, know it's is the that same that's thing. what they were citing as resale. I, I get that. But when you bought a 392, I've seen on the forums, people are like, oh, I thought this was the last year. Now they have a new one with a new interior and and they you know, better axle in the rear. And now mine sucks. No, it doesn't. Yours is freaking rad. Like there, there's a lot of nice upgrades well, coming to the Wrangler 392 for 24 and it, the rest of the Wrangler it, lineup. It, it's the people who are buying the vehicles for exclusivity. Well, you never. And, and, but, and now they're not but exclusive it's BS. anymore. That's BS. If you buy a vehicle because you think it's going to appreciate in value, you're putting your money in the wrong thing. Go to real estate. Go to st- stocks. Go to things that matter. Vehicles are so tumultuous. Like that's just not a good place to take money. Buy a vehicle because you love it. And I don't love mine less because the 24s are going to have a few upgrades that are not. I put a bunch of upgrades on mine. Guess what? I'm headed out to Arizona this week. I'm going to go wheel the crap out of it with a bunch of people. There so. could be a group of people that could barely afford the vehicle to begin with. They bought well, it. They scratched every penny they could together. Guess what? Life is unfair. And, and that, Yeah, that's exactly right. That's it. And they, they thought, oh, they explained to their wives, like, yeah. this is going to go up in value. Well, you, you know, know what? Then they're stupid. Then they shouldn't have money because they spend it dumbly. <laughs> dumbly. <laughs> hey, Lightning, did you hear? 
No, 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 no. Nope. So in the uh, massive uh, floods in California, a levee broke, and you may have seen it on the internet where a couple of farmers drove two trucks right into the levee hole when it broke. And they look like new trucks, uh, like a new F-150 and a new Silverado. New, newer. I wish. I think it was a GMT uh, 900 uh, GMC or Silverado, uh, and the F-150, I'm not sure because it was covered in water when I saw the pictures, but apparently they dumped them into the, uh, into the levee and then put dirt around it to build up the burn because otherwise the water was rushing through and it would have been a, a massive issue in in order to try and fix it. On the it GM raining. truck, the, it, they had put a bunch of mud and dirt yeah. in the same, bed. Same with the Ford. Right. And so imagine that you've got a, for those that don't know what a levee is, it's a dam, basically, a very short dam. And it had a hole in it about, looked like 20 feet wide. And who knows millions of gallons of water are going through this and flooding the farmland so they made the quick decision we're going to use our trucks to fill this hole in the dam in order to save maybe who knows millions on their farm right i would only imagine I, so they're like it's it's 100 grand in trucks versus a million dollars in destroyed farmland well so they just drove yeah. like well he, people he, on the internet were going you're just going to file an insurance claim and, and the guy's like dude my land is worth millions of dollars i don't care about the trucks i'll pull them out and we'll figure it out, but I'm not filing insurance claim on them. It is what it is. And I mean, you got to have balls to just grab a piece of farm equipment and plug a hole in your levee. Like, that's fast thinking. What else are you going to put there that's that big that you could stem the the water? I mean, it, it, it makes sense. But apparently, uh, they did an updated photo of the orchard, and, and it looks like, uh, you know, they saved it for now. Although a lot of water was coming at that time. So, not the ideal way to solve the problem. But, uh, hey, it, it worked, and, you know, these guys were able to, to save the crops. So, you know, kudos to them for having the, uh, the balls to uh, dump a couple trucks in a hole. <laughs> bad phrasing? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Just, I was letting it sink in. Spe- speaking of bad phrasing, you want to give Emmy a call? Oh, you mean uh, Potty Mouth, Emmy Hall? <laughs> oh, my God. So, thank you guys for alerting us to the F-bomb that I left in uh, the episode for about three hours. <laughs> Oops. She just drops F-bombs in so fast. They're like yeah. micro-bombs. <laughs> and I sometimes, as I'm editing, I don't hear all of them. Yeah, and I try. try. And I listen to it. I try and hear them. And the, and we you, do, but every show, by yeah. the way, goes through two rounds of editing, yeah. guys, for you listen but all normally the Normally, I'm listening at like 1.5x. And so some of those fast ones, they, it just sounds like a breath of, of air or something like that. She's a machine okay. gun of F-bombs. So let, let's call her and okay. hope for the best on this one, that there won't be any editing. There's no way. I, she can't. She can't not say the f word. It's like, like I said, it's like breathing. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's dial a uh, yeah potty. <laughs> Hello, Emmy freaking Hall, Lightning and Holman Talk Show podcast. What's up, the world? <laughs> yeah. So how was it racing in a class of one? <laughs> right off, it was not one. There were four. Well, I just meant you were the only Miata out there. That's all. I was. Yes. I was. I was. And there's no shade being thrown there at all. Yeah, lion sack. <laughs> Hold on a second. Intro time. Here we go. Truck famous hero star VIP ace big wig hotshot truck famous big shot big deal big gun big cheese heavyweight superstar truck famous. That's what you are. 
Okay, so here's the deal. Let, let, I've now never you, heard that intro before. <laughs> so our listeners, well, because you know you're not truck famous until now. So here's the deal. She, wait, wait, is no, she, no, 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 is no. She truck adjacent no, famous. No no, 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 no. Here's the deal. Let me explain this. <laughs> Emmy was giving us a rash of crap on the previous episode, and me in person. And she's like, "Listen, I should charge you guys to come on the show." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "No, wait a minute. Your whole yeah, buddy." Yeah, Emmy, that came from us, dude, your whole persona. And she's like, well, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. But here's what's funny. Emmy sends me a text Mm -hmm. from Contingency on Las Vegas trip going to the Mint 400 where they're doing the parade, and she's like, a bunch of people came up to me, and they all know me from the Truck Show podcast. (laughs) And I'm like, like, now you're truck famous, and now it just confirms we made you famous. Yeah! Oh, did you just yeah, buddy? Here with somebody I else. Did, yeah, damn, yeah, buddy. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's savage. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Oh my god, wow. you guys. Okay. <laughs> I just think I I just feel like we have been uh, vindicated because Emmy's uh, no, truck yes, famous status yeah. came from us. First of all, I, I, yeah, I cannot believe that stupid car made it around the course. <laughs> I really can't. One of our listeners was on the side of the course and sent me a video of you tearing it up the hill, and I think you passed somebody. I'm like, what in the no, upside-down world I is happening you. here? It was a guy walking a donkey, but you still passed somebody. <laughs> Did you suffer any spleen damage? No, you know why? Because we were going so slow. It was just like a literally... We were not, we, we did not race at all. We did not race at all. We drove the course because I'm like, these other guys are 100% going to break. They're, okay. they're going to overdrive and they're going to break. I saw that video. You were still doing like 25 miles, 30 miles an hour, which is pretty fast. Yeah. There were some sections where we were pretty, we, we could be pretty quick, but the like last two thirds of the course, the rut, it's the problem. We're just like the ruts were so deep and I kept trying to stay up on the, on the side of them. And then I would just keep getting sucked back down. I didn't have enough clearance. So it was just like this slurry of rocks underneath buddy, just like <laughs> for like 60 miles straight, practically. How bad and is buddy currently? Think, you know, well, I haven't had a chance to go to like really do some some serious looking at it, but my because I've been uh, super busy since the race. But my first, the first thing we noticed was that there's some welds broken, like part of the bracing that kind of goes around the diff. The diff is fine, but some of the bracing that goes around the diff, like it should be straight, and it's clearly not. So that's a thing. And then the front hoop that holds the skid plate on. That's been cracked, and it pushed the radiator back a little bit, but the radiator's fine. Half of the front skid plate kind of fell off, like the bolts are gone, um, but that's that's obviously an easy fix. So, I like, I don't know, but I drove them up on the trailer just fine. Good. So when the check engine light went on, as soon as I, like, started them up to put them on the trailer the next day, the check engine light came on. But the check engine light has come on before, and then it has fixed itself, so I'm not worried about that yet. So we talked about your roll cage and your fire extinguisher potentially being a, a projectile. And where you're putting your spare. <laughs> and I saw what you did. You so, went out and visited our friend Teresa Contreras, and she helped you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I knew I needed some extra welding to get done, so... Teresa welded, like we did kind of a secondary bumper to protect the fuel cell, which still I was like, I'm still, I'm not going to pass tech. Like, there's no way I'm going to pass tech with this. And they passed me and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I literally thought the whole time I'm like, 
I'm not going to get, pa- and they're not going to pass. There was a like nest of wires on top of the battery. They will not pass me. And they did. And I was like, okay, that's amazing. Thank you. So we fabbed up um, a little set, little like bumper extension. And then the spare tire mount is basically just like a giant kind of wing nut thing. So we welded on that little um, brace for that and then put the BFG Goodrich KO2 tire up there. And nice. put the little wing nut in there and, and snug that down so that's perfect. So a couple of questions. One, did you get stuck in any of the sand traps? Like what, in what, a golf course? What, 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 <laughs> yeah, I guess like in a golf course. What do they call them? The sand pits? Sand? Like there's like washes, right? There was a couple of washes where I yeah, got stuck yeah, in, yeah. in the ram I was in last time. I can't imagine Buddy. Buddy would be up to the doors in sand. So did you get stuck in? If so, how'd you get out? Um, okay, uh, we didn't really have any silt beds because because we were the first uh, we were the first group, right? So a lot of times that silt happens when you've got a lot of different vehicles like going over the same the same part. So it wasn't too silty. There were a few places where I was like, oh, don't don't be here, don't be here, get out of here, uh, and I was able to get out of there. But there was one moment, like in the very I don't know, the first like twenty miles of the race, and we came across there were two Porsche Cayennes that were running. I don't know if you guys saw that. And they were not in our class. I don't know what class they were in. I was like, you guys should be with us, but whatever. I don't know what they had tried to do. It looked like they had tried to go around something and they were just like stuck spinning their wheels um, in the soft sand. And I kind of stopped and I'm like looking for the way around. I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I got to go over there. So we like backed up a little bit to get some momentum and then just floored it and went all the way around this guy. It was like, this dude's digging out his Porsche. And I was like, suck it. It was amazing. <laughs> did you actually uh, vocalize that within your did helmet you, did as you say you're driving? Suck it? <laughs> I don't know. I have to ask my co-driver. <laughs> but we did, we did, I did get us high centered once on a, on a rock. It was a, a particularly rocky section. And I tried to put a wheel up on a rock and I, it just was the wrong, you know, wrong angle. And instead of spinning the rock, like outside of the vehicle, it spun it, it spun it in towards the vehicle and we just got high centered. So co-driver went out and was digging for a hot second, got the jack out and was like going to jack us off of it. And then there's all these like military vehicles that were entered as well. And then no, like here comes the army in their giant Humvee and they just like hooked a winch up. (laughs) to Teresa's bumper and pulled me off the rock and then we were gone. So we were down for like 15 minutes because of that. Is that allowed? That really can they, can the military swoop in and save you during the race? Well, yeah, because they were competitors. Oh, well, that's cool. It's not like she had yeah, veered yeah, off yeah, on were... a military land. They probably just thought yeah, you were no, no, some no. like uh, person who turned left at the wrong road off the highway or something. <laughs> She's got no, all these tourist were, stickers cool. on the car, too. There were like there were like six military vehicles and they all of the drivers and co-drivers were all I don't know if they were all currently serving or if they were vets or a mix of both but um, no they were out there and I they listen they weren't racing because they they stopped and helped every single person oh that's cool yeah 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 so that was that was pretty awesome now so, uh, I have a question did you see the Hall uh, <clears throat> Racing ZR2 where the back half of the truck frame was um, oh. Yeah, I didn't, and I was like, "Why don't you guys cover that up?" Well, all the photos that maybe the, all the photos that I've seen though, maybe that's when it was like like real it had bad finished, and then yeah. it was driving, and that, and so it wasn't actually parked. But I was like, "Dude, you got to get that stuff covered up." Yeah, that looks real bad because that picture made it. So basically, the the frame bent or broke right where the cab and bed meet each other. Uh, yeah, but, but in yeah. all fairness, this is the statement from Chevrolet. says, the Chevrolet Silverado Zero Two ran a flawless race and took first place at the Mint 400 for, the, uh, for 2023. And then despite having some rear-end damage on the pre-production frame, the Chevrolet Colorado Zero Two 
also finished and took first place in his class. The Mint 400 is notoriously one of the most grueling off-road races in the world. Chevy competes in racing to help develop, test, and prove the durability of its products in conditions far beyond what most customers would experience. And then uh, there was another uh, con- let's see, another quote in here was talking about the the race version of the uh, Chad Hall Colorado. It finished first in class. The uh, had a six uh, thirty nine minute uh, lapse time, which is two point six miles an hour faster than the first lap compared to the twenty twenty two Colorado. So thirty two point one versus twenty nine point five miles per hour last year. Um, and basically, Lightning and I were having this conversation about like why didn't you just pull off the race course and cover it? But this is why, in my opinion. The last quote, the team continues its streak of completing every mile of 38 consecutive yeah. off-road races. No, that, that's true. That's true. They had to. And it, listen, if you're still rolling, you're still you're still moving. Yeah. And you're still moving. I, you're still racing. There were sections where I was like, dude, if I were actually like in a real race car right now, this this could be bad. Like yeah. you could come up. There were G-outs where you could be flying a, a, along and not, you know, and be and have a little too much speed and then you'd be done. And they, this is a no pre-run race, right? So you can buy notes and you can buy notes that, that have been run with dangers and everything marked, but that doesn't mean you, you still haven't, you haven't pre-run. So you're just going off of somebody else's notes and the notes from Erica at Waypoint Nab School are really good, but it's still something that you haven't ever seen before. You know, like there were in the infield. So we started and then there was like one little hill, like one little jump, a second little jump. And then a third thing. And people thought that it was a tabletop and it was not it was straight down on the other side like people were rolling on the third hill 30 seconds after they they started do you remember a couple years ago when jesse james was just flying along and just hit something ended up on his lid and it was just it it happened instantly he didn't see it coming no one saw it coming and he was like well the race is over and he was in it like for less than 20 30 minutes he was upside down I've broken a race mile seven before, you know, like that's the problem, not not the problem, but that's, it's a different kind of driving style when you are doing a race where you can't pre-run because you absolutely don't know what's going on. Now, having said that, is the course pretty much the same every year? I mean, yes. So people will know different sections like, oh, we're in this crappy section or, oh, we're over here in this section, you know, but you haven't been able to pre-run it as you would with, you know, say like the Baja 1000. So it is a little bit harder to, to run because then you, you know, you have to look at the terrain and you're reading the terrain a little bit more and all that, but it didn't matter for me because I was going 20 miles an hour. You guys, like I was so slow. That's still pretty fast though. I mean, I, I just I, led a group of, you know, stock frontiers over the, uh, the Mojave desert. And, you know, we uh-huh. were averaging probably 12 to 15 miles per hour and yeah. 20 is pretty fast off road over undulating, uh, terrain. So kudos to you. Yeah, I mean, I felt pretty good about it. I I felt pretty good. And the the supercharger dudes, you guys, I could not have done that race without the supercharger because we were plowing so much with with the ruts and everything that I just would have lost all my momentum if I didn't have that engine supercharged. Well, and then, like, there's this super steep, cool climb that was really fun, and Buddy was just like, yeah, I got this. This isn't a problem. Dude, Tell I, me something else. you beat yourself because you were in a race car and didn't finish the mint, and you took Buddy and kicked your own ass. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I did. I did. <laughs> would you uh, yeah, Would you return, Emmy, in another more high, like a high-performance off-road truck like your trx do you want to enter it i don't know i'm just saying would you yeah let's enter the the trx no would you uh (laughs) would you take another vehicle and go faster this time or are you like i've done it been there done that i'm i'm over it well i mean i've I've never had super fast off-road vehicles they've always been air-cooled volkswagen so it's not like i'm going that fast but having said that it's fast with compared to the amount of travel that you have right so 
Um, but honestly, like it, there's something to be said. It's a different, it's a different kind of race when all you're trying to do is like get something inappropriate across the finish line. It's a, it's a whole different mindset and I kind of enjoy it. So racing inappropriateness um, yeah. right there. You heard it here first on the uh, truck show podcast. Yeah. Well, I think cause like I can imagine you're going, I can't wait to see the helicopter footage because they shoot everyone with a helicopter. Right. right. And here's you like going up and over the whoops, like, like up over the mountain. Then they didn't the get her up and over. How do you know? Because she's going too slow and the helicopter can slow down. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They just got to fly by. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. But I mean, it's it's yeah. so it's so different. It's like when you go to Supercross and you're watching some of the you know, the slower riders and they're going up and over the whoops and going up, down, up, down. And then you see like a, a Carmichael or Bubba Stewart or old McGrath and like burr, 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 just hitting the, t- yeah. the tops of all the whoops. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine just being on the tops of all the whoops going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And you can't and like, I can't go any faster because it the shocks that are on there right now, like I can't, I can't adjust the compression. And so that's just constantly like, you guys are going to totally, Let's I can't, face you know, it. I'm not going to stay. Once you hit your rhythm, you like to stay there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to bottom out the jounces? Is that, is that yeah, what like these euphemisms? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. All of the, all of those things. All so those things. I've got a set of Fox shocks that I just, I didn't have time to install. And I was like, oh, let's just blow these out and see what happens. Um, so I'm stoked to get the Fox on there to see um, if that compression gets a little bit different. I mean, having said that, will I be able to go that much faster in the Wolves? I mean, maybe a yes. little bit, but you know, you just don't, you don't, when you don't have the travel, you don't have the travel. Fair enough. But hey, listen, you're a winner. Yeah. And that makes you uh, way more successful than either Lightning or myself. So it's true. <laughs> Thanks for being our friend. We well, can bask in your glory. Out. You guys will have to come out to the next one. So the next one I want to do is um, there is like kind of like a short course race. There's two short course races each yeah. year. Well, one is called Battle of Prim, and that is in April. And let's be honest, like I'm not going to have time to get that done. The other one is called Rage at the River. Yeah. It's like a 14-mile – is it 14 or 7? I don't know. Between 7 and 14 miles loop that kind of has a little bit of desert stuff, but not uh, not like Mint 400 rough desert stuff. And it's all mostly like infield, short course stuff. And it's really fun it sounds because fun. it's two days of racing. It's an hour and a half each day. You don't – there's no chase, right? Like you have a hot pit, but listen, if you stop to hot pit, like you've lost, right? So – for that race, the people that are super competitive, they just like strip their cars out of everything. They're like, there's no spare. There's no, they take out their first aid kit. Some people take out the whole dash to save weight. And then they, they find like the smallest person they can find to ride shotgun with them because they don't, you know, they'll just pick whoever as long as they're like 98 pounds and then they go out and race. So where, you know. where and when is this uh, race? Is this Parker? That's in, that's in December in Laughlin. Laughlin. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got plenty of time to get buddy, you know, all all gussied up again. And I'm stoked. But I do want to say, too, because I would be remiss if I did not say this. I had no flats with my BFG KO2s. And I was a little worried because they were, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Great tire. Um, They were so much heavier than what I had on there. I had generals on there. And these BFGs were, like, added, like, 10 pounds at each corner. But when it came down to, like, there's a rock. Do I want to hit it with the underside of this car? Do I want to hit it with my tire? I always hit it with my tire because I knew the BFGs could take it at the speeds that I was going, right? So those were just like, those were indispensable. And then um, uh, I got some Recaro seats for it, which, listen, I could never afford a set of Recaro seats in real life. Like, that's never going to happen. And they were really, really comfortable and super supportive, and they snugged my butt. And I don't think that either one of you guys will be able to fit in those seats, so I'm very sorry. That How you dare you? Anybody. 
but it's perfect for my butt. <laughs> hey, listen, I have no butt, so I think I could fit in it. It might be tied to the shoulders, though. I think, uh, yeah, we're both svelte, uh, thin men. Yeah. Or yeah, not? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> no, I would svelte wouldn't be. A, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. And then you know, because we were going so slowly, um, we had to run. So every off-road racer has to run an amber light, rear-facing amber light, and that's to help other people see you in the dust. But the really slow people, um, they also have to run a blue light, right? So I got those from Rigid, and they also set me up with some forward lights in case we were out there in, in the dark, which thank God we weren't. But um, and every single racer that went by us were so great at passing. They were just like, they gave us a ton of room. There was no nerfing. They were patient with us. Like when there wasn't a place for me to move over, they were just really patient. Just everyone was really great. So if you were out there and you were racing and you passed us, thank you so much because you guys were awesome. You got to be an a-hole if you nerf a Miata. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I know, but it happens I mean, because you could, people you could get- wad her up just with a little love tap. I know, I know. And, but people get really, you know, because they're racing and they're, and for some people, it, you know, it means something. It means money. It means, you know, a sponsorship. It means something. And I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like mess up anybody's race here. So, but people were just, were really great about it, you know. And it was fun because someone would pass, like, I'd see like lights in the very back distance and they're like, oh, okay, they're, they're way far back there. And then 30 seconds later, they're on my ass. I'm like, oh my God. Well, we're glad you won. We're glad that uh, Buddy survived. We're super uh, proud of you and stoked for you. And again, uh, we're just going to bask in your glory and tell everybody for the next week uh, that we're friends. Oh, thanks, guys. And I had a Truck Show podcast sticker on Buddy on nice. both sides. Awesome. Yeah, Thank so you, you. did not even have to walk around to see it. No, Bless no, you're you. welcome. You'll get my bill. All right. Uh, You'll get my bill. All right. We're, we're, uh, we're going to give you a little something. Uh, uh, Lightning, turn the mics down really quick. Uh-oh. Right, okay. right. All right. Hey, turn it down. Oh, no. I don't know what's happening right now. This is really All right, scary. On the I don't count like of three. Lightning and I are going to give you something here. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. All right, on the count oh, of yeah. three. All right. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah Emmy. <laughs> that was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah, we shouldn't have done that. No, no we have to hang up on you now. You're, yeah. you're de- definitely right. making our show worse. All right, we love you. Congrats. <laughs> I mean better. I mean Thanks, better. guys. Right. See ya. Love you, minute. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so we almost made it, Holman. We almost made it through, and then about halfway, she started dropping f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what do you do? Uh, do you think she does it on purpose just to no. make it work for you? No, I think just it just uh, it's an eight. It just <laughs> happens. All right, let's get to some email. You email, yeah. I email, do it. We email, that's right. Everybody email, type it up. You email, proofread. I email, send it. We email, click it. Everybody email. All right, so if you guys were listening on the last episode, we started something new called hashtag Frontier Spotting. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You send us a picture of a Frontier, a Nissan Frontier. You mean from, you spot it? You spot it. And then you shoot it? You shoot it with your phone. And then you send it. And you send it. Spot, shoot, send. I like that. Spot, shoot, send. Okay. I got to think the following. So you guys have uh, stickers coming at you right now. So Brandon Ulrich, uh, Evan Hoover, Colby White, Tyler Manzel, Jake P, David Turry, Jason Grainer. Is it Grainer? Gainer. Gainer. Uh, let's see. Derek Raymer, Tom Callis, Bailey Butler, Jeffrey Brown, Brandon Took, Nathan Hendrickson, E-Cast, uh, Greg Nelson, and Jeb. I wish I knew what Jeb stood for, but I sent it to him anyway. So you guys have stickers coming at you. You don't think Jeb you. is his name? 
It could be just Jeb. I think yes. it was like J-E-B. It was all caps. Jeb. Jeb? Jeb Bush? Could be. Oh, good point. Right, all right. Jebs. So anyway, Jeb, you got one. Uh, Truck Show Podcast stickers coming at you. If you see a Nissan Frontier and you're in your truck, snap a photo and send it to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. All right. So we got a bunch of these emails. I'll just go through them really quick. So we've got uh, the one from Colby White. Send us a, a red one from uh, Montpelier, uh, uh, Idaho. And he says, uh, let's see if I get my sticker. As my shirt from the first few episodes of the podcast never made it, even though you continue to use my sound clip, embargo. Embargo. He says, uh, thanks for the show. It's been my favorite for five years now. I started listening the day the second episode dropped. Yes, I went back and listened to the first. I saw it advertised on the four-wheeler Facebook page and followed the link. I remember Lightning had a truck nuts fetish and no truck in those days. Ha ha, keep up the great work and mounted those parameters. I am handing Lightning this email so that he puts a shirt in there for you since you have both added to the show. Well, the problem is I already sent Colby stickers. Well, so, you Colby, now, you're not getting a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, just, Lightning, uh, just that's, your, that's your buddy Lightning right there. Yeah. John Gomez writes, uh, hello, good morning, fellas. Uh, found this Frontier work today at the airport. Base model, drives nice. I move rentals all day and just start to see these puppies come in. Uh, P.S. Love the show and uh, keep up the good work. Don't forget those mounted parameters. And I will say both in the Frontier and the Titan, the base models are hell of a nice truck uh, to drive. Both of them. It's 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 doesn't feel cheap at all. They did a good, a really good job on those trucks. Uh, this one from Jay Romy says, uh, We sent in a picture from within our own 22 Frontier Pro 4X while listening to the podcast last week. And well, that's like Inception right, right there. That, that's two weeks of an Inception joke. And stupidly didn't include our address. Perhaps it was because, as Lightning said, we didn't believe him because he lies a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. funny. Uh, uh, maybe. He, Anyway, uh, he says, you can assure your sponsors, Nissan, that one of the biggest driving factors in us buying this truck was Holman promoting the Frontier and his disdain, maybe, for the Tacoma and its rear drums and C-channel frame. We've got 21,000 miles on it so far, haven't had one problem with it or any regrets. I included the original picture and a picture of it from the outside. Keep monitoring your parameters. And that's... Uh, monitoring or mountering? Uh, he says monitoring, but we hmm. can go with mountering. Okay. Mounted parameters! Yeah, and he's, his email's Romy, but he signs it Jason M, so... Uh, and then we've got one here from uh, Chris Walzik. He says, uh, here's a twofer for y'all. I looked up while sitting at work and saw two frontiers. Hopefully I can get a sticker. So if lightning wasn't a big fat liar that lies, yeah, you might. So don't tell people that I am lying because I am sending out stickers. And by the way, the list I just read to you, does have been dispatched. But here's what's funny. USPS, Postal Service, sure, gone. Yeah. So, uh, so you had written back to him and basically said, hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I need your address. And he writes back, as long as you're not sending me spam or even worse, phallic drawing since Holman seems to have a thing for drawing that kind of thing. <laughs> I think that's uh, overstated. And Scott Hero says, hey, guys, I know I'm dumb and forgot to give you my address. Uh, ADHD sucks, LOL. So he sends us his address. I think he heard us on the show. But he also put a local Facebook marketplace that had an old, like, you know, second gen, you know, square headlight truck. He says, cool Nissan pickup. Uh, maybe it would make a cool mini truck project for somebody. Uh, and it has... Uh, LED, like modern square LED headlights in okay. like the old frame. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Project? Uh, maybe? Uh, maybe. You know I am what? looking for something. I'm getting the uh, the bug again to buy something inexpensive. I think I want a mini. Uh, like Scott Birdsall okay. really inspired me to go get a get a mini truck. Fun, and, funny you should mention that. Okay. Because one of our listeners wrote this email. Okay. While you're looking for it, hand me those over there that I need to send stickers to. That, uh, they're, all in the, they're in the email. There's a folder for Frontier Spotting. Perfect. So. Read this email. This is specifically for you. 
All right. This is uh, subject line is uh, cheap six speed for lightning from Steve Rabish. Want to say thanks to you guys. Last summer, I started a new IBEW apprenticeship. Congratulations. For the first month, I was climbing uh, cell towers and ended up driving a few hours every day chasing work. The show really helped me kill some solid windshield time catching up uh, on the back catalog. So big thanks for that, gents. Over the last summer, you guys dropped that the 23JL included AC as standard option, along with a bigger screen that was uh, being offered as standard as well. That was all it took for me to finally place an order after waffling on it for years now. Some of the truck news that you guys drop is hard to find, so I'm super glad that you're keeping up on the train with Truck Show Podcast 2.0. Lightning just mentioned about wanting a cheap manual trans again, and I get the Cali pompousness would only allow for a new car by that statement so because he thinks i only want a new car maybe hmm. let me throw in either a base model jl or a two-door bronco into the hat for a cool pick your own adventure vehicle the sport jl has no options other than half doors and it's a blast for only thirty-three thousand dollars. have no insight on the bronco but just get a stripper model and enjoy the blank spaces on the dash instead of filling up <laughs> every nook and cranny with bells and whistles i attached a picture of the jeep it's basic as hell, but that's kind of what makes it good sometimes. Five stars and all the good stuff. Five star review! Five stars! Thanks a bunch, Steve. And P.S. Proofreading has never been a strong suit, so I apologize in advance. P.P.S. I used to work at a distillery and made some pretty damn good brown water. If you know of a way I could ship you a bottle legally, I'd be happy to hear your thoughts on their spirits. Uh, Yeah, I don't know why you couldn't just send it. Just... Send it. I mean, it's not illegal. DM me or call me. I'll give you an address. Uh, Oh, this is Holman, by the way. (laughs) All right. Not uh, Lightning. Justin Cox says, five stars. Hello, Lightning and Holman. Love the show and all things truck. I have a 1990 Toyota pickup with the 22RE five-speed manual, four-wheel drive, manual locks, roll-up windows, no radio, no AC, wind wings, regular cab with the rear seven-foot bed. I love hearing all the guys talking about having Toyota mini trucks back in the day. Also, I'm 28. I love all the old references. I wish... I could crew up when you guys did. I drive a 2018 Nissan as my work truck, inspecting power lines for PG&E, and I recently switched out of a 2019 Colorado. In my opinion, the Nissans are a way better option. My Colorado had CarPlay, but had manual mirrors and no steering wheel buttons, and the seats were super uncomfortable. Also, the gas four-cylinder is gutless. Love my Frontier, and I hope my company buys the new ones, along with the Rangers they've been buying. Keep it up. Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. <laughs> this is really cute. At the end, he says size large as if we're going to send him a shirt. <laughs> uh. You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. AM radio from Ecast. What the hell is the E, by the way? What do you think it is? Edgar? Edwin? I don't know. I don't know. Hello, Lightning and Holman. Emmanuel speaking. There you go. Yeah, Emmanuel. I just listened to episode number 10 of season two. My grandfather, of only 62 years young, still listens to AM radio. When there was nothing good on FM, he goes to AM. Also, my uncle of 55 listens to AM as well. Just proof the dinosaurs aren't the only ones listening to AM radio. And yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That was because we did the story about the electric vehicle manufacturers pulling out AM because of interference. And Lightning was like, it doesn't matter because nobody listens to AM anymore unless you're old or dumb. And so I didn't say what, dumb. What, what's your, what's <laughs> I didn't again, say dumb. Once again, you guys are proving So two wrong. grandfathers, two guys that grew up with AM are still listening. Whatever. Well, when the, uh, when the bomb goes off, you're going to be looking for your AM radio. It's possible. Uh-huh. Mm. 
Uh, Ford bumper step failure. Uh, Hunter Dieter sends this to us as we saw a 2023 Ford F450 at the OKC Auto Show last weekend. And we were disappointed in Ford's version of the bed and bumper step. Extremely flimsy, and the grab handle's way too small for my grubby paws. Thanks for the great show, Hunter. He sends us a video, and he's pulling up on the middle, and the whole bumper is flexing, and then he's stepping on the step, and the step is flexing, as if it's missing structure behind it or something. It's, well, it's not something okay. I would have put out there. That's, that's a, that looks like a 3D-printed prototype. That no, they, it doesn't. It looks factory. No, but they paint it. Of course, they don't want it to look like it's a 3D-printed prototype, but my guess is that a prototype. There's no way that Ford's going to put out something that flimsy. There's no way. It's designed to be stepped on. Well, come I mean, on now. Maybe we need to go to the local Ford dealership and find out. Are they available yet? I believe they that's just the... are hitting right now. Yeah. Well, yes. There's no way that that's real. Uh, I, it is real. He sent us the video. No, no, no. I'm saying there's no way that that's the, the real truck that they would build it with no. Yeah, but if I was no going to put structure that, behind they, that, then you know what you do. If you have a prototype that's not fully finished and you're going to Oklahoma City where people actually freaking use trucks, maybe put some stanchions around it so somebody can't do a video of them bending your brand new truck by stepping on it in your booth at the auto show. Do we know that there weren't stanchions around it? Oh, we don't, but if it's on the carpet, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. All I'm saying is... Because people have not a good, not a good have look. gone over the stanchions to, to sure. climb into cars when they shouldn't. Sure, you know? sure. They're always removing like shift knobs and stuff, and and pocketing them. Yeah, I mean it's incredible all the things that people steal yeah. at auto shows. We can't have nice things, you guys. No, we don't. Holman in Alaska? Question mark from Aaron Huey. Hey, Lightning and Holman, love the show. I was wondering if Holman was in Alaska yesterday. <laughs> as far as far as I know, he wasn't. We woke up to a beautiful bluebird day in the Alaska 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 Ski Resort, yes, right outside of uh, I believe Anchorage. Okay, I've been there. Uh, only to find Holman's signature artwork stamped a hundred and fifty <laughs> feet long into the snow at the very yep. top of the mountain. See the photos. Yep, received. This is a remote area way above any chairlift and I find it hard to believe that Holman would be so motivated to hike all the way up there but don't underestimate me where there's a will there's a way absolutely four ski patrollers took a chopper up and rubbed it out <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did <laughs> but not before the entire town was able to view the masterpiece in all its glory P.S. you guys are still a good bad influence just received my what do you think um, yes what do you think he bought uh, I'm going to hope it's OVR Magazine. Just received my Jeep 392 after oh, an nice. eight-month wait, and it's freaking awesome! Five yes, stars, fellas. Are. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Thank you very much for uh, sending that to us, Aaron. All right. Uh, Nick Lawn sends uh, this email. He says, this is when it falls apart. Jaboobly and Sean P. Holman. No. Lightning, back that truck up. It's Nick from Dirty Jersey again. It's been five years and our TSP warranty has run out. I guess it's all going to go to hell now, LOL. But seriously, I wish you well with the new endeavors, Truck Famous, OVR Magazine, The Pod Shed, and maybe even some merch. Speaking of merch, put me in line for this, quote-unquote, this is Lightning speaking, and, quote-unquote, mounted parameter shirt. I got a new phone since my last email, so five more stars. And a group mounted parameters, please. Five-star review! Five-star! And uh, P.S. Happy birthday, Holman. We uh, really appreciate that. Thank you. Did I you get anything older. cool for your birthday, by the way? Because I know I forgot and didn't get you anything. Yeah, you did. Uh, 
I am awful with birthdays. I, mean, I, got, I got Amazon cards and stuff, and then I got a bunch of stuff I needed. I got some stuff for the Jeep. I've, I got, Any more uh, penis valve stem covers? Uh, no, I already have uh, those in stock. I see. And uh, I, I did get- um, Stack uh, them deep and uh, sell them cheap? I do. Uh, no, I, well, I don't stack them deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, I did get a Helinox uh, cot, which is- uh, rolls, you, you can't say that out loud. I have to bleep that. Rolls into a bag about this What'd big. What'd you say? A what? A Helinox cot okay. for, uh, for camping. I and, don't know what it uh, is. No, it's a super lightweight, really uh, high end, and stupid, stupidly expensive. Cot. Does it have fibers between the two layers? And uh, yeah, it yes. keeps them. Rigid. It says drop stitch tech in I it. See. Yeah, no. Okay. So I'm excited to uh, sleep more comfortably on the trail now that I no longer have a uh, rooftop tent. I'm going to be uh, back to shift potting it, and uh, it'll, I like being off the ground a little Was bit. Is that why you asked for the shift pod? No, 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 no. You have two of my shift pods. I gave you one. You yeah. have one. And then I have one that was all wrecked by my previous employer. I'm not offended somebody. that you asked for it. So back. I need it, it back because no I'm, le- I'm leaving. So what you didn't know is that I had a shift pod. You well, loaned me another one yes. so I could have one both for your my both kids, boys. Yeah. Both my boys. Yeah. And then Sean Moore, the guy that we bought yeah. Lockjaw from, yeah. he wanted to take his son Bradley up uh-huh. to the mountain. So he goes, can I borrow your spare shift pod? So I brought it to him. <laughs> so when you said, can I have a shift pod? I had to go back to Sean's house, get a shift pod uh-huh. and bring it to you. What a disaster. So I'm gonna have done. To, do I have to set it up? Is it cleaned out or? No, it's exactly how whoever so, left it last. All right. So I'm cleaning it up. Got it. Uh, we got an uh, email from Ryan C. Uh, one event that Lightning has added to our events calendar on uh, truckshowpodcast.com. So this is a Ford Bronco event. It says, just want to mention an event I didn't see on your list, Super Celebration Tennessee, April 19th through 22nd in Townsend, Tennessee. This is an all-Ford Bronco event that sees well over 600 Broncos. Uh, I've never been, but I'll be flying from Arkansas to check this out this year. So if you guys are uh, Bronco fans and you want to uh, see a bunch of awesome Broncos in person, uh, head over to truckshowpodcast.com, click on the events tab, and uh, you can uh, see about all sorts of stuff on there. Well, it's funny because thank, you, coming, for, thank you for uh, tipping us off to that event because I didn't know that they're all also going to have that's the east coast yeah and this uh bronco drivers club magazine whatever it is that puts this thing on it's going to be doing colorado event as well again if you've got a really cool event that you think that people from around your state would travel to let us know and we'll put it on the events tab on truckshowpodcast.com the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. We want to hear from you. We need your voicemail, 657-205-6105. That is the five-star hotline. Of course, you can reach us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, Holman at truckshowpodcast.com, Lightning at truckshowpodcast.com, or on our socials at Sean P. Holman, at LBC Lightning, at Truck Show Podcast. So <laughs> many ways to get a hold of the Truck Show Podcast and interact with us. We love you, and we want to put you on the air. So send us a love letter, and we will profess love our love in return by putting letter. you right on the air and right on the show. <laughs> And uh, we really want your five-star review, guys. There are some really funny ones that we found in Apple Podcasts, which we'll read in an upcoming episode. But uh, if you're in your truck and you're just sitting in crappy traffic, open the podcast app and please leave us a review and something you think we'd enjoy reading. Apple Podcasts, five-star review. It helps us to get out to even more truck enthusiasts. We'd really appreciate it. And yes, we're still going to be uh, doing Frontier Spotting. That's hashtag Frontier Spotting for our friends and presenting sponsor over at Nissan. So if you send us an uh, uh, email to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com with the Frontier Spotting, we will return the favor with a sticker. And uh, you can proudly display that anywhere that you want. And, and uh, hold on a second. Yeah. So, these, so Holman doesn't think that I have been sending these out. No, I know you have. 
You do? Yeah, of course. Because I thought you were calling BS. So if, if I, I call, send one to you, take a photo and send it to him as proof. Oh, you can do that too. And then we'll have at TSP sticker spotting. No, don't do but that. No, funny, don't do that. funny no, story. Don't, don't do that. Funny story. Just keep so, it to Frontier. So a month ago when I pre-ran the Mojave Road Trip for Nissan, I stuck a Truck Show Podcast sticker on the mailbox and a listener emailed me. Mailbox where? What are you talking about? The Mojave Road mailbox where okay. you sign in on the trail. It's about halfway through. And the listener had taken a photo of that and said, look what I found today. I'm like, yeah, I was there two days ago. That was me who put that there. So they're out there. And we also have, uh, I think the highest place the Truck Show podcast sticker has ever been is Black Bear Pass at like 14,000 something feet. We've had listeners who have been in Black Bear Pass in Colorado take a picture and go, hey, I saw a TSP sticker on the back of the sign. And at the Route 66 start in Chicago, downtown Chicago, Illinois, Truck Show Podcast Slapsticker, boom, right there. So uh, you guys have uh, been around, and uh, you find the places that we've been. So it's, it's awesome. We need to ask Scott Birdsall if we can be unofficial sponsors of Old Smokey, because he's going to Pike's Peak again with it. I'm sure he would say yes. That would be cool. He and I talk all the time right now. He is uh, prolific when it comes to memes. He, uh, he no, is really good. No, he's slow compared to me. Really? I out-meme him. We meme back and forth. And what? sometimes we send each other the same meme we just sent no, no, each no, other. No, 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 no. But you don't post them. He posts them on his stories Oh, no, no, no. I get the DM. So I get the stuff he can't post, which is I, even funnier. I, I, I get that. But I'm talking about for our listeners. Yeah. So go to Chuckles Garage and watch his stories on Instagram. He is second only to... So there's two others that I follow. If I haven't talked about him before, you guys need to follow him. So one is... I'm going to go to it real quick. NorCal underscore lowlife. NorCal underscore lowlife. Another great one that you guys will love is C10 underscore Vatos. C10 underscore Vatos. Don't worry about their feed. Their feeds are just whatever, but their stories are outstanding. All right, so uh, thank you, Nissan, for being our presenting sponsor. If you need a half-ton truck, Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XT, still have the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. Or if you want the capable and hot-selling Nissan Frontier, head on over to your local dealer or NissanUSA.com where you can build in price and be uh, pleasantly surprised with what you get for your money. And if you have a Ram with a 6.7 liter Cummins and you want to get rid of that uh, that worrisome grid here bolt, make sure it doesn't fall into the manifold and kill cylinder six, pick yourself up a brand new Banks Monster Ram. Not only will you pick up 88.3% more mass airflow, which is throttle response you can feel, but it's great insurance. Bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model. And lastly, we've got to thank our friends over at Full Moon Digital. If you have a company and you are struggling with SEO or you need to get uh, more social reach, you want to talk to Derek and the team over at Full Moon Digital. That's fullmoondigital.com. They've been helping out the Truck Show podcast, and they can help out your company as well. This is the worst show we've ever done. That's not true. This show is awesome. We had Flated. We had Miss Ego Inflated. And we had some great news. (laughs) I feel like you can hear it sucking. I I disagree. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. You can hear us sucking. That's true. Lower the suckage. We're trying. Yeah, we did better. The stop sign helps. Well, blew right through that stop sign, didn't you? I'm good at it. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast.